Merry Christmas. You know, I was going to come on here and put a little Santa hat on and be all merry and cheery and shit. It's 11.45 at night. It's nearly Christmas. It's nearly Boxing Day. Whatever the hell that is. Matthew, do you know what Boxing Day is? Yeah, it's where you go out. You let all your frustration out on uh, the Phoenix Suns. You put these like printed out heads on the boxing bags and you just punch the shit out of it. That's what it is. Just one of those nights. One of those nights. I called it. Called it. Suns lose. Cardinals lose. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. You know, how'd you spend your night? Yeah, watching all of my teams just fucking lose in overtime. <laughs> yeah, beautiful, right? Both beautiful. Of them. Just awesome. Lost in overtime. So for those who are, are listening to this podcast tomorrow, and hope you're having a good Monday. If you went to bed early because you're like, you know what? This is ridiculous. For some reason, the NBA decided to put a game that was in the mountain time zone after a game that was started in the Pacific time zone, right? Like Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies playing in Oakland or San Francisco or some Elon Musk's house in, in, in Marino County up there or something. They're like, we'll start that one at six. And the one that's on the mountain time zone, we'll start them at 830. Knowing that this game is going to run long. This game didn't really start till nine. I mean, clearly I'm cranky. And then it goes to overtime and, and valiant effort by the Phoenix Suns. You got to give it to them. They they lost Devin Booker after four minutes. Comes out, pulls his dick. He's out. And they fight. They claw. And then, I'm not saying it would have changed the game, but Denver doesn't have any challenges. And then somehow they get a play reviewed. It just doesn't make any well, sense. Well, you know that's going to happen. You know there's no challenges. But they'll find a way to review it. They'll be like, hey, how can we screw this? Well, then why didn't they review? Why didn't they review the Jamal Murray travel back in January of 2021? Remember that where he traveled on a three pointer and he made it and sent it to overtime, and then the Suns lost in overtime in that game. You know what? Whenever we go to Denver, there's just some weird officiating bullshit. Just drives me nuts. It should just be a natural play. It's like bang, bang. That's that's a charge. He was set. He was there. I don't know how was he not set? His feet moved up. What are you yeah, he, fucking he was talking stand, about? He was standing there waiting for him. And then they're like, oh, we're gonna review it to make sure he's inside outside of the restricted area. But he was what, like 10 why was it not a charge? Area. Why was it not? Because he slightly leaned. I couldn't well, even if that's hear. the case. He just they, they they said, you know, you know, Tony Brothers and his his three mustaches on his face, one under his nose and two above his eyes, said mm-hmm. he slightly leaned into Aaron Gordon slightly leaned he didn't lean he leaned he leaned to the left but he did not lean into gordon he leaned backwards he leaned away from gordon who was coming at him like a fucking that's how you take a charge man you're outside you you set your your feet you're there the guy lifts off it's a fucking charge i'm not saying the suns probably would have won who knows i'm not i'm not either that that's that's a charge it's a charge i'm i kind of after every even like the des catch I, I'm like, I am more surprised about this over the Dez catch. That's how dumb that was. It just didn't make any sense. Because, again, you saw it, and you're like, oh, okay. Clearly a charge. A ma- amazing dunk by Aaron Gordon. Fantastic. Oh, Electric. Yeah. And you're like, well, it works in the Suns' favor for two reasons. One, it's a charge. And two, they can't challenge it. And it's like, yeah. well, hold on. We're going to pause the game, and 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 not only we're going to reverse the call, we're going to give them a free throw on the game. I mean, that changes the game right there. That changes the game right there. And again, I'm not saying the Phoenix Suns would have won that. And they made a lot of dumb errors within five minutes a left lot. in the game and in overtime. Like, there's a million reasons why they lost this game. Scared little bitches. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Whoops, that's some doubt. They play scared. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, they didn't play with any confidence whatsoever. But again, the challenge 
or, or the, the fact that there was a challenge that late in the game is something that's just going to frustrate Suns fans because you feel like you were robbed. You know, did Denver go yeah. out and, and earn this victory? Ultimately, they did. And three weeks from now, we'll look back at this one and be like, yeah, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. But at the same time, it's just when you feel like you're robbed, it's that fashion, much akin to the Jamal Murray travel. Like, I was literally thinking that. Once they overturn it, I'm like, it's just like the Jamal Murray travel. What will happen tonight or tomorrow is the NBA will release something and say Tony Brothers did not do his job correctly, that that was actually a charge. But, oh, well. And Tony yeah. Brothers will be sitting there, you know, getting his his mustaches trimmed all yeah, over his face as, as he gets ready day. to to go to like an Indiana Pacers versus Washington Wizards game and and go officiate that. And there'll be no consequence to the action. I wish I could be so yeah. shitty at my job. I love old men running around trying to officiate this fast ass game. It makes a lot of sense. I'm sorry. Well, but they even in that situation, oh that's ageism. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a reacts, but it's even a reacts in that situation, <laughs> it's even in that situation. Like he had time to catch his breath as an old man and sit there and watch the video review, and he got it wrong. It's yeah, like, old, fuck. old or not, doesn't matter. They didn't even bring in Better Steve Javi because Steve Steve Javi had, he fell asleep at halftime. Like, old boy, guy. Yeah, they even they're like Steve, 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 you there? He's like, oh well, I guess there's no Steve. So I mean, they didn't even Richard Super Jefferson. Late. Super, Super late, late game. Yeah, lazy eye and everything. <laughs> well, on that note, Jamsters, <laughs> welcome to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Great start. The original post-game podcast of the Phoenix Suns. He's Matthew. I'm John. And we're pissed off. We're going to be here till midnight 30. Uh, so if, if you're joining us live, we appreciate it. Hey, hit that yes. thumbs up button. You're, you're the MVP for hanging out with us after that shite show. Uh, definitely to talk a lot to talk about in this game. Definitely a lot of topics. Obviously, we've covered one of them. But make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. I know it's late. I know it's Christmas night. And I'm popping open a beer. I'm popping not? one open too, man. Oh, yeah. uh, it's taking me a second to get to it. I just knock everything over. There it is. <laughs> Land shark. Land shark. Last Pop one in the fridge. Oh, great. That means on Tuesday you won't have one for our 400th episode. Nothing for episode. another year. <laughs> Jeez. Cheers, Suns fans. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Twenty-five in overtime, the Phoenix Suns ultimately end up losing to the Denver Nuggets on their first game of a six-game road trip that takes us to Memphis on Tuesday. Would have been nice to get this one, but it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. You happy Christmas is over? I'm fine. Yeah. Christmas is good. It's been great. It's awesome. Um, I love watching basketball. They love staying up and watching the Suns team. Oh, wait, no, I don't. I I wasn't looking forward to watching this team. <laughs> I I'm it it could have ended on a really good note. You know, some mistakes towards the end of the game really fucked us, but um Christmas has been good for me. I had a good time, a lot of family interaction. You always want that. Have the family grow up, you sit there, you watch. The, uh, the grandkids are now 24 years old. You still think they're teenagers, but they're not. They're 24 years old running around. You're like, dude, you know, we did a good job raising all these kids, right? So that was a good part of Christmas. Sons, of course, go and ruin it for us. But 
I, I mean, I kind of expected it. It was a closer game than I thought it would have been. But I mean, how about your Christmas, man? I know you work today, but you I'm just home some good food. I'm just glad Christmas is over. You are I, you really? Oh, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas to begin with. Yeah, I, no. yeah, I just humbug. Yeah, and then you have something like this happen. It's because it always happens like this. Like you never, you never, you never have a good Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everyone listen tomorrow. You're like, oh, hey, man, my start up my Oops. day. It's it's the post it's the post Christmas Monday. I got to go into work. Let me pop on the Suns Jam Session podcast, and I'm just like, Mah, I'm right. uh, but it started off with Devin Booker literally getting hit with hurt within the first four minutes, and that's obviously frustrating right off the bat. You're you're excited to have him back. He's missed a few games with the groin injury, and you know, Big Dick Booker's dick is torn or something i don't know big dick booker i mean matthew it's one of those things where you got to really start to to be concerned long term right this isn't one of those this isn't um uh it's it's one of those nagging issues it's a soft tissue issue that devin booker's had issues with in the past and he comes out in the first four minutes he pulls it again I mean, we see what this team is without Devin Booker. They're technically, I think, on the season one and four, but you can count this one as one and five because they only got four minutes out of him. But, I mean, how concerned are you moving forward for the health of this team and the the ability for them to be successful if they have no Devin Booker? It's scary. Um, I know it's early in the season, but honestly, this is something that's lingered on with Booker for his whole career. It's always something that takes him out for a longevity of games, and um, it's hurting us in the playoffs too during mm-hmm. certain um, stints. So it's something you, you can look at it. You'd be like, you know what? It's early in the season. It's okay. We'll be all right. He'll get back healthy. But it's always like when you least expect it, he comes back. He's been out a few games. It's like, okay, I feel like he's healthy. Like as a fan, you're like, it was a good amount of games for him to take the nights off. Yeah. But when he comes back and re injures, it's like, oh, this is not good. Because if he's coming back and feeling good, because I feel like he wouldn't come back early. In this kind of season where you're playing the number one seeded Nuggets, but you're only like two and a half games behind them, mm-hmm. this is a game you have to come back and play. Of course, it's Christmas. You want to go out there and score 40 points for your team and win against a Nuggets team that you should have probably beat with a healthy Booker. But it's like you would think that he was like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Um Let's get this. Like, I've been out more games than I probably should have been. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, he's sitting out way too long. That's what I thought, too. But then now he comes back and re-injures it. It's scary because for this team to to cruise through the season and get, you know, a good playoff seed, you're going to have to have that healthy booker that's been playing insane on the court. That's the sad part, man. He's been playing so good when he's healthy. It's so sad that we have to watch him on the bench because you know how upset he is. Like he changed his clothes like three times on the bench or something. It's, yeah, he, I, I think I he took three different changes. showers. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't decide. He's like, I'm just so frustrated right now. I don't, I don't look good in anything. Yeah, I just, you know, again, you look at this team and you look at the state of the West, and I think that's the important thing to really to bring up because yeah, now the Denver Nuggets with this victory are now the number one overall seed. The New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies are both one game behind. And now the Phoenix Suns are tied with the Los Angeles Clippers at three games behind. So we're, we're tied at the four slash five at 19 and 15 with this loss. Uh, and, you know, three and a half games, uh, well, half game behind the Phoenix Suns. You have the Sacramento Kings and the Utah Jazz. One game behind the Phoenix Suns. You have the Dallas Mavericks in the eight seed. 
one and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns. You have the Portland Trailblazers at the nine seed. So the health of Devin Booker is something that's vital for this team moving forward because, as stated, one through nine is separated by four and a half games in the Western Conference. One through nine in the Eastern Conference is separated by seven and a half games. It's a lot different. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot of fluidity to the standings right now. And if Devin Booker is going to continue to be injured, which my guess is he'll probably be out for the next couple of weeks at least. Yeah. These kind of soft tissue issues, they linger. And again, he missed some time due to this. He tried to give it a go, comes back tonight, and instantly gets injured right back. Like, it's going to be out for a while. And, you know, thankfully, we've some we've seen some solid performances from members of the team. But you could see how scatterbrained, if you will, this team felt in the last five minutes because they couldn't hold on to the ball. And although they have Chris Paul, it's an aged Chris Paul, and they didn't have Devin Booker out there to assist them in those clutch time minutes. Now, that being said, this team's already been pretty poor in the clutch thus far this season. But not having Devin Booker exacerbates that problem. Yeah, and you have Chris Paul, who, like you said, is just he's way past his prime. There's no way he can carry this team. Those jump shots he had, those should have been money. Last season, those are going yeah. in. He's closing yeah. this game out. This year's a different story. Um, if you're relying on Aiden, it's not going to happen. Like, there's a reason when you're watching Aiden or you're watching McKill, it's like there's a reason we used to fight over who's number two who's going to help Booker because these guys were so inconsistent. You had no idea what to expect. And when these games get close, man, they're like scared. It's like, it's cool. It's like, yeah, you guys are friends. Oh, you know, that commotion you guys have. I'm glad you guys resolved that. I'm so happy you guys are friends. I don't care. It's I just nice. want to win. I want some clutch play where you're actually making Productive. sense out there because the ball is just being thrown all over the place and it's throwing an extra pass for no reason. It just shows how good Booker was with holding that team together and how much he has to put up with because these guys just look so insecure without him on the court towards the end of the game. Chris Paul last season, I feel like would have held it together, probably would have won this game for us, but you don't have that. This is, this is when you need DeAndre Aiden and Mikhail Bridges to step up. Just like when Jay Crowder's gone, it's like, who's going to be the tough guy? Be a yeah. fucking guy step up someone else do it besides like a lee or a kogi off the bench you guys got to be fucking tough man like you're having your way in the first half continue it through the whole game this is mm -hmm. your game it stopped i don't know what they were doing but it just totally stopped in the second half 100 percent. the award so you look at the warden tonight and when Devin Booker first went out, it looked like, to your point, Matthew, McHale was going to be the one who was going to step up and show up and show out for this team, right? Four of six in the <laughs> fourth quarter, 10 points. He had, he was one of two from beyond the arc. He ultimately ends, Matthew, with 13 points. 13 points from Mikhail Bridges after scoring 10 in the first. Yeah, that's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. In the first quarter, he's four of six. The remainder of the game, he's one of nine. OK, yeah. not one of nine for the remainder of the game, including overtime. It's it's unacceptable. It was so funny. The one shot he made outside of that first quarter, the one shot was a corner three. And Richard Jefferson on ESPN's he's, he's like, Bridges, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Consistency. I'm like, you don't know who the fuck you're watching, dude. He is not consistent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you sound like Jim Carrey right there. <laughs> Mr. Consistency. Mr. Consistency. <laughs> like he was, he's not. And to your no. point, like in the clutch, he gets even worse. 
And that might be a good delve for me tomorrow <laughs> on my day off is to look at some Mikhail Bridges clutch time numbers and really nail that point home for brightsideofthesun.com because it's it's embarrassing. And again, when you look at DeAndre Ayton, and we'll talk about him momentarily, because I was going, I, I was getting pissed off with, I was going back and forth with some people on Twitter at the back end of the game, you know, because he ended up, I think, with like six turnovers, and everybody's just like, you know, DeAndre Ayton, don't bring the ball down, what have you. We, we, we'll talk about that momentarily. But Mikhail Bridges, 40 minutes in this game, 13 points, when Devin Booker goes down, you got to be better than that. You have to be better than that. You can't just disappear in the clutch. You can't just start losing your man. You can't just start turning the ball over. You can't just start, start doing these things that ultimately make your team lose. And don't get me wrong. like What Mikhail Bridges is and what he's paid to be is a very good complimentary role player. He fills that role well. I will say that. He fills the role of complimentary role player well. But when you need him to step up, and you have Devin Booker out, he needs to be more than that. Because guess what? If if somebody calls off from work one day and you're the super let's let's say the manager calls off from work one day and you're the supervisor and you're getting paid as a supervisor, you're not gonna be like, uh, hey, line cook, you're in charge. Yeah, uh, you. No, no, I know I get paid more than you. No, 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 you, you, <laughs> you, you're in charge now. Yeah. No, no, I just I I'm afraid. Because that's what he is. He's afraid. He's a he's a scared supervisor. Yeah, he is. And, uh, you know, Thomas and I, I know Suns are down a half a team. There's there's always that. Are they, though? I, are they, though? I, I Yeah, but we They're keep down seeing half their that. starters. They, they are. They are. And it's it suck. It does suck. But we're talking about a chance to win a game. And if you're looking down the line and you do get Booker back, let's say we get Kyle Kuzma. We have an awesome bench with Cameron Johnson coming off when he's healthy or something like that. Yeah, this is a loss that's expected, I guess. I even said earlier, yeah, I thought we might have we're probably going to lose because we've been losing every game. And I guess none of this fucking matters, right? But we have to come after every game and talk about this, all right? Yeah. And what we see is bad. We see Mikhail Bridges with two terrible turnovers. So <clears throat> with the chance to win a game, and, you, and Mikhail has those two turnovers, and he has that terrible pick where he just yeah. runs through a guy. That's cost us a game. Mm-hmm. We have to hold him accountable a little mm-hmm. bit. 100%. We have to say, like, hey – Bad play. All right. Sorry, dude, but you cost us the game. Bad. Bad play, Mikhail. It's an instant reaction to this game. The guys that are playing in the game, we're going to react to what they did on the court. And they look stinky. All right. Towards the end of the game, the beginning of the game, almost through the whole fourth quarter, I thought this game was over. I had a meme ready to go where you had Jokic and you had uh, Jamal Murray opening a present with an L and he had Shaman and Aiden laughing at oh, him as their parents. It would have been perfect. And I was so excited to send that off because it would have got a lot of likes and everyone would have came to watch the pod because they were like, oh, those guys are funny. But they cost me that. They cost us all that. And it's because of dumb, shitty plays. You want to trust Aiden? No. You want to trust Mikhail? You can't. And you know what? It's fine. I guess we're not healthy, but it doesn't give – I don't give a fuck. This team is supposed to be a championship contender, and if you get Booker back and you have a healthy bench or whoever else is supposed to play on our team, these guys still need to step up in situations help help us win games. That's what we're expecting. So, so, And this is the thing that's been kind of driving – it eating at me a little bit today. You know, oh, we're not healthy. Oh, we're not healthy. I keep hearing that, okay? And to your point, like we, we still have to win games. I know. We, so, it's so okay did, to want to win games. So, so Memphis won tonight, right, Matthew? No, didn't they lose? No, they lost yeah. to the Warriors. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but they, but the Warriors are completely healthy, though, right, Matthew? No. No, they have no Steph Curry, but they still managed to figure it out. Like, we, we 
keep leaning on this crutch and we'll lean on this crutch when it benefits us. But at the same time, we have to re- like respect the fact that again, the Phoenix Suns came out and shat the bed in the first five minutes of this game. Devin Booker, the team was down nine points when he left after four minutes. Mikael Bridges was yeah. part of the process that got that cut that down to eight po- or four points prior to the end of that first quarter. So I give, I tip my hat ever so slightly to Mikael, but then he disappeared for the rest of the game. You know, Mario Lopez says in the chat, he goes, Mikael is a fourth option and that's okay. DA is a third option and that's okay. We have the assets to trade for a number two. What's sad is Mikael supposed to be the number three. DA is supposed to be the number two. <laughs> Yes, sad about this. And we've said that when we've Devin Booker goes out, those those jump up even more. But they just yeah. they, they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to. They do don't. It. It's nasty. The, and bees, I get it. They still uh, they they had the rest of the roster. Yeah, Ty Jerome was fucking killing it for the Warriors tonight. Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome, remember <laughs> him? He? Tie Fighters. Warriors? <laughs> yeah, and he was, he came out. And he was My crushing bad. it. He's part of like yeah. an 11-0 run that you know they they finally get it within three. He's like, I'm Ty Jerome. I'm like the Tie Fighters. Matthew's favorite nickname back in the 2019 yeah. podcasting days. And we're supposed to win. The Cardinals podcasters, if there's podcasters out there, they go after. It. I think PHNX does the after game stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go after the game and talk about, you know what? It doesn't matter, though, because we're not – Kyler Murray's out, but they're going to probably talk about ways like we could have won because they had a chance to win the game against That's Tom Brady the and the Bucks. It's like we're going to talk about these guys should probably step up, and we probably are not going to make a trade to get a superstar to be our number two. Aiden has to be our number two. Bridges has to be our number three or number four. We have no other options. We really don't. So if you guys want to win a championship this year, this team needs to look a lot better. And I know it's early, but we have no – we, we have no choice but to talk about See, it. the season starts now. Christmas is when the season starts. Okay, we're a third of the way through the season, uh, you know, rapidly approaching almost 40. What's that, 19, 15? What's, what's the math on that? 19 plus 15 equals 34, 82, or 34 divided by 82. We're 41% of the way through the season. We're almost halfway through. This is when the season starts. So you have to really identify. And again, like, I'll agree with Suns fans because I'm a Suns fan. Like, we don't have Cam Johnson. We don't have campaign. Now Devin Booker's hurt. Like, yeah, that's a big chunk of your offense. But other things aren't clicking. Like, this is where in close games, because guess what? When you're playing without those guys, you're going to be in close games. And the fact that DA can't hold the ball and Mikhail Bridges doesn't know how to set a fucking screen all of a sudden is going to cost you games. And you're looking at it and you're like, well, if we were 20 and 14, I'd be feeling a lot better than being 1959 right now, considering how this team has been playing in the clutch this season, considering how injured this team is. And it's just, it's, it's unacceptable. And then you have the other side of that coin and that's, you know, Mr. Deandre Ayton. Watch. So Ayton on the night ultimately uh, puts up a, a, a nice look, nice looking stat, you know, 38 minutes. I like that. He was nine of 18. Don't like that. 22.16 boards, two assists, two steals, two blocks, six rebounds. And what I was going back and forth with, uh, with uh, some people on Twitter, uh, shout out to the uh, into the Valley podcast guys. Uh, Ethan, I was, I was, you know, tweeting back and forth with him because there was a play where he got the ball. He spun into a triple team and they swatted the ball because he brought it down. And then it was a scramble on the on the ground, and three guys from the Nuggets were trying to get it. Da's on the ground trying to get it, and everyone in the San- Suns are just like watching it. Yeah, they were standing there. Yeah, get the ball. <laughs> Why didn't help him on that play? 
Yeah. You know, I just that that frustrated me. I thought we got a really good DeAndre Ayton performance tonight. I get the six turnovers, you know, but I think it was a yeah. really solemn D. I thought he I thought he looked really, really good tonight. And everyone was starting to bash him on Twitter. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't see the game the right way, people, but I see it my way. And from what I saw, DA was the I mean, he started cooking in the third quarter. That they couldn't stop him in the third. The only thing that could stop him was himself when he was finally it's like, dude, take me out. Because because he played eight minutes and twenty one seconds, he went five for nine. He had ten points in that quarter, and there was no answer from the Nuggets. And once he went out of the game, and the Suns had that ten point lead, it dissipated instantly. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if you guys want to compare, like, um, yeah, a real super like Zion Zion Williamson. So what the way the Pelicans hold him accountable. It's the same way, like we're on the subreddit stakeout with three games and like the four game stretch yeah. <laughs> earlier this season where you're just seeing them hold uh, Zion accountable. Like they do the same thing, the same thing we do with DA. Um, tonight, he started off amazing, man. He really did. And it's just towards the end of the game, it was just kind of like no one was really going to him, but when he had the ball, he was turning the ball over. Um, so that was just, that's just the facts though. He, he really, he was bringing the ball down when he shouldn't. It's just, I just want... We have nobody. I just want Aiden to go win us the game. I just I want to see what that looks like. You know what I mean? I know he's won his games in the past, but without Booker, it'd just be so cool to see Aiden just like getting the and one to finish off the game. You know what I mean? Like fuck yeah, but he guys. got like fouled on one play when he's trying to go up for and that they dunk where he got blocked yeah. from behind. But then yeah. he was trying to lay that ball up too. It's like that should have been a dunk. So we just hold him accountable because those are plays where you just got to finish aggressively and just end this game. That's what you kind of. That's what I wanted tonight, and I, it was a great first half. I think against Jokic, he's so good against him. He has no excuses really to you know have any kind of bother on defense when Jokic is against him because mm-hmm. it's so easy for him to get a shot off. And he was when he's cruising, he has a jump shot, and he's just kind of settled into it. It looks like the night's over because it looks like Aiden's going to end the night with that jump shot. He's going to end this game when you're up by ten. I thought it was over. But then it's just like he wasn't really getting the ball. But then when he did, he was turning the ball over. Mikhail was turning the ball over. It just was getting really ugly down mm-hmm. there. And we can blame everybody. I am. But it's just like I would just want to see the Aiden. I just want to see Aiden. Well, but here's my us. challenge with Aiden, and, and this is what opposing teams do to him. And Bees is right in the chat. He goes, guys were standing around just watching him get ganged up on. What they were doing is they were getting him the ball, and then the opposition would double or triple team him. And there's nothing he could do. Because they know that he was their offensive threat. I mean, there was one play where he had the ball. He takes one one dribble. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, or Michael Porter Jr. starts to close, and he, and he, you know, he he spins away from the double team and hits a nice fadeaway twelve footer. I mean, he's got a lot of things in his bag, but there's only so much you can do because what they were doing is when they get him down in the paint, they instantly collapsed on him. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do in that situation. There's three guys on him, and he doesn't. They come and they hack him, and they, he doesn't get a foul. You know what he doesn't know how to do is there's a thing that Jokic does know how to do. Jokic knows how to over accentuate every minor piece of contact possible. To where if, there was that one play that led to the technical where he created contact on Da and he kind of he flops his head a little bit and nothing happened. So then he just kind of fell down after shooting. They didn't call it. He got a technical. And then you knew after yeah. that technical foul that the next 10 points for Jokic were going to be easy because they were going to allow him to play physical because he's a two-time MVP. And guess what? You earn that with your reputation. DeAndre Ayton doesn't do that. He just he looks befuddled because he doesn't know how to truly sell the contact that he endures. When you're sitting there and you're in the paint and three guys collapse on you and they're swatting the ball at you, you know, what he needs to do is, is put his hands up like he's trying to put, you know, I mean, it's just 
we we all know because we watch basketball. It's how you get the call. He doesn't get the mm-hmm. call, and then everyone's frustrated. Well, there, he had six turnovers. It's like, go back and watch those turnovers. I guarantee you four of them were simply because he was being bum-rushed, and he he didn't have time to react. And everyone's like, well, you just hold the ball up high the whole time. Just hold it up high the whole time. It's like that's you not do. always the answer. But, but, but when they pass you the ball on the free throw line, are you supposed to just stand there? If he stands and holds the ball up, we're like, well, why are you not trying to advance on the defense? Why are you not trying to put pressure on the on the paint? So then he does put pressure on the paint, and then you know three guys mob him, and then they're like, well, he turned the ball over. It's like we will, no one will ever, <laughs> whatever DeAndre Ayton does. And I'm here to defend him. Like, fuck all you. Yeah, I like how we always, we always do this, but okay, so yeah, you hold the ball up high, you you do, but like the thing is, like he's not going to do that this season at all. The way Jokic does it, he won't be able to learn that in like two years. No, what he, Jokic does is he's, he's a master. Saying, I'm not saying Aiden should be Jokic, but yeah, you hold the ball up high. You're the tallest guy in the court, and if anybody swats at it, it's a foul. Jokic, like on that play where he basically got the ball up high over Chris Paul when Aaron Gordon went out of bounds to save the ball, then Aaron Gordon ran back and did the reverse layup. That was something where it's like he kept the ball up high and waited for something. So DA does bring it down. You should never do that. And like every time there's guys that come around, they just swat the ball out. There's never going to be a foul down there because the rest can't see shit, and he probably gets swatted on the hands. Who knows? But he needs a he needs a basically keep the ball up high until he knows what to do with the ball. And if he wants to pass it out, give it back to Chris Paul, find some guy cutting. That's fine because he's a great passer. That's the next step for Aiden. So it's probably not going to happen this year. We're still going to put up with this. That's how he plays the ball down the paint. It's not all the time. He'll keep it up sometimes. But in situations like this where if he makes a play, we win the game. That's what I'm saying. It's like if he makes a play – it's going to bring that ball down and find somebody or else maybe even hits his fadeaway jumper, which is deadly, we might win the game. That's just the next step for him, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever get there. He won't. He's just, not the I, same guy as Jokic he, at all. I'm just well, saying. That's what Nobody he is. Nobody yeah. is. And he's he's an expert, and he's, he runs the master class on how to do that. But there, you, you got to learn some technique in there because – you know, again, if, if you sell it a little harder, you might actually get to the free throw line. And yeah, you know, then everyone's like, oh, he missed one of the free throws at the end of the, you know, it's just like, yeah, Chris it's Paul Jamal Murray. Yeah, Chris, Mal, Chris Paul missed two. Uh, Aaron Gordon missed two. Jamal Murray, like everyone missed free throws. No so one I don't want to fuck on this team anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone on this team is just waiting for the trade deadline. Well, there, it's there, so there, weird there, to watch. I, I know, right? <laughs> there was some positive. And I'll eat a little crow. After this word from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, jamsters, Maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. Or Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It always cracks me up. <laughs> All I can say is sham. Wow. Whew. Okay. Uh, 39 yeah. minutes played by Landry Shamit. 
10 of 20 from the field, 7 of 17 from beyond the arc. He had 31 points, 6 assists, 2 rebounds in this game. Uh, I didn't get to do the, the Shamit game when he played against the Wizards, and he scored 31 points, and he tied the franchise record for 9 made 3s in a game. Again, he had 7 in this one. The Suns are 0-2 when Landry Shamit scores 31 or more points. <laughs> It's so sad. It's so yeah, sad. Why do we tuck, waste good Landry games? Dude. I don't know. It, it sucks for him, too, because you know he's he's totally stepped it up, and I think he's been way more aggressive because we just need that all the time. The way he gets to the rim, like tonight there's a few times where he got to the rim, and he just, like, it looks kind of – it's not easy, on, of course, on his end, but he's so tall and more athletic than what we know. Mm-hmm. Where he gets to the rim, and he, he can hang in the air and get those shots off to – Basically, kind of draw a foul, but he never gets a foul drawn or foul called ever. And it sucks because I feel like he gets fouled a lot, but he never gets a call. But he's more athletic than ever, and he's just hitting these shots to keep us in the game. We have nobody else but Shamit to really keep us in the game. And he keeps doing that. And the last game sucked, too, because we should have won that game. And we should probably squeak this one out. But it's like Suns are losing on purpose because they're like, no, Shamit's a good game, but, you know we still might trade him, so let's just lose this game because we don't want him to be like, you know what, we're 2-0. I'm scoring 50-plus points a game. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, he might bring that up. <laughs> like, don't trade him because of that. So it sucks, man, because he's been playing so fucking good lately. It's been insane how great he's been. Yeah, it's it's kind of this interesting feeling to have because, you know, you, you look at the volume. He took 17 shots, right? I mean, but again, mm-hmm. he's he's Landry Shaman. He comes in, and he steps up when – Devin Booker gets injured. He's the guy who gets the minutes, both in the game against the Wizards and in this game tonight against the Denver Nuggets. You look at how he played against Memphis, you know, 31 minutes, he he had 15 points. He had 13 points uh, against the Lakers. So he's taking advantage of these opportunities. He started against Houston and he had 13. Uh, He's 311 from the field. We dogged him on that one. I'm impressed with what I see because you can definitely see confidence. And we talk about that all the time with Landry Shamit is his lack of confidence. Sometimes his short arm shot, his lack of swag, if you will. And he has had swag uh, in these past few games. Uh, Kellen Olson tweeted out at some point in the game. He said Landry Shamit up to 78 points and counting in his last four games after 82 and 12 previous games before that. So he scored more in the last four games than he did in his last 12. It just goes to show you what repetition will do, what confidence will do, and what Shamit could be. Now, the challenge with Landry Shamit, and, and this is where it gets a little complex for me as a Suns fan. The challenge with Landry Shamit is he's not always going to have this opportunity. Dem Booker, hopefully, will be back someday. And when he is, Landry Shamit's going to go back to the bench role where he has a hard time developing the confidence, getting in rhythm, and having the opportunity to do both of those. He can't just keep shooting because he's in limited minute counts, right? You look at what he's done thus far this season relative to total minutes played, and uh, let's see, what is it? What is he averaging this year? Any idea when it comes to minutes? 18.8. It's yeah. Yeah, it's exa- I know. It's exactly what you're going to say. So again, you take a look at <laughs> you, you you take a look at his last five games entering tonight, and he's averaging 26 minutes, and all of a sudden 13.8 points. So he needs minutes for volume. So what you can hope as a Phoenix Suns fan is he's putting up 31 points a couple times in the past week. Hopefully, some GM is out there and he's just like, oh hey, who's who's this Landry guy? 
and you can yeah. utilize him in a trade. <laughs> I love you, Landry. Trade him. Yeah, it's it's looking good. Even like Bees says, Shams Byling has shown me he's been feeling angry and edgy. Yeah, and I, he's yes, I would swag. agree. I would definitely agree because he does have that, and it's because he's been out there for forever. Like Aiden would be the worst bench center backup center ever because it takes him a while to get in games too sometimes he starts out strong sometimes easy shots he'll get in a groove but usually like it takes him a little bit to get more physical into the game shams is like the same way where now i'm kind of scared if he goes back to the bench he's just gonna be forgotten again so maybe yes because he's playing so good you do trade him because lee and the way that the, the way that lee and the way that um um okogi's been playing like off the bench kind of like this that duo to come out and just like punch these teams in the face mm-hmm. you might not need Shamit because when booker does come back if he ever does i hope to god he does then you know you might not need him because you already have that shooting and then you have that energy off the bench already and Shamit does take forever to get into a groove so maybe he can be a starter for the wizards or something or maybe they've they've believed that he would be a good bench addition to their team in a trade for kyle kuzma right like that's a valuable asset to them because again, yeah. you're right. It, it takes yeah. him like four missed threes until he's like, okay, I'm kind of feeling it. But again, over this past week, I'm not going to dog him. I'm impressed. Like I'm happy that he's been playing to this level because this is what we've needed from Landry Shamit for the past year and a half. We've just got it all at, in one week. We've had yeah, it, all, you know, all of it's been like, all right, you want a career, a new career high every night. Okay, here we go. Here all right, let's go. do it again. You know? So again, you know, he, he's playing well. Now, another guy who is a sharpshooter off of the bench who I've enjoyed watching. I think you have as well this year is Damian Lee. And I thought that, you know, again, another solid performance from him tonight. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damian. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. My friend Damien, 30 minutes played, 5 of 8 from the field, including 4 of 5 from beyond the arc, 8 rebounds, 18 points. And that's like the big thing for me when it comes to like Damien Lee or Landry Shamit. Like Landry had the 6 assists, but like Damien Lee has that physicality, plays some defense, gets you 8 rebounds, gets you the 18 points, and, and hits some massive threes. Not to say Shamit didn't in this game, but hit some massive threes in this game. So just I wanted to give Damien Lee a shout out. We didn't lose tonight because of Damien Lee, I'll tell you that. No, not at all. But there's like a dynamic duel between him and Akogi. Like when they came, yes. out, they came out in the second quarter and the fourth quarter, and especially in the second, because when the Suns got back into the game, they actually extended it and they looked great. Because you got Akogi who thinks he's like LeBron James out there. He'll get to the rim, he'll do whatever. He does like reverse lay-ins, whatever he wants to do. They might not go in. He might not even airball in some games, but he just thinks he owns the court defensively. He's great. Uh, he took out Bones, which a lot of these Nuggets yeah. fans hate him, but. The Ooh, way I can't that wait Lee, to hear about that. Yeah, it's there's a lot there. It's, it's great fan base. Really? Love you guys. Yeah, Lee's Lee's been good, but just think like if you want to think about like, hey, if the team stays, stays together and you trade like a Shamit and um maybe boss man out there, you know, for Kuzma, which is probably gonna happen because Flex said, you know, Kuzma's well, we'll talk one about guy. that here in a little bit. Yeah. But just think of this bench though. If they're if they're healthy, this is just streaming, all right. So you have team. Okay, Payne, Leah, Kogi, uh, Johnson when he's healthy, and Bismack mm-hmm. or Landell. That's great. That's or good. Or Tory Craig in there. If, oh, if, yeah. If, of if course, jo- Craig. I totally forgot about Craig. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of defense. It's a lot of shooting. Any way you want to mix and match it, that's a team. That's a that's a bench that can come in and help you win a lot of games if your offense is struggling. You kind of saw that tonight, man. I think Lee and Kogi have a good kind of chemistry out there together. They – they're breaking some backs, dude. They they look good together. 
No I, com- no, I completely agree because they, they give you the duality of basketball, right? You have one guy who's a sharpshooter sniper. The other guy who yeah. plays really solid defense. It reminds you of that bubble run with Javon Carter and Cameron Payne. When our two guards came in now, granted in this scenario, like Payne is also playing point guard when he's healthy. So this is like your two and your three. But when we had those two guys come in, it was like the bash brothers from mighty ducks were coming in. You know, they're just coming in and, and they were fuck shit up guys. And that's what you get from Damian Lee and Josh Kogi. They're fuck shit up guys. They're going to come. They're going to disrupt the offense. They're going to disrupt the defense and they're going to do some things. that are going to help you win. That's again, why this game is such a frustrating loss because you know, one, it's the first game of a six game road trip. We've got to go to Memphis after this, which you know is going to be interesting because you know, there's Dylan Brooks, you know, with his goofy soon to be fat face being like, yeah, Devin Booker's not going to score 50 points on me. It's like, dude, Devin Booker, Devin Booker doesn't score 50 points on a lot of people, dude. Like what? I guarantee you that guy's not going to score a hundred on me. Like who says that? You know, nerd. Yeah, I, love that. I, love that. I feel like that team would be so much better without him, but because he just causes so much shit. I feel like a lot of their fans are like, come on, stop. It's kind of like Micah Parsons. I always bring up the Cowboys, but dilly, Micah dilly. Parsons for the Cowboys is like the defensive guy, but he talks a lot of shit on Twitter and stuff. It's like, all right, quiet, dude. You guys aren't that good anymore. That's what he does. He like builds his team up and then he just can't. I got really an even better one for you for, walk, for, you for the Cowboys, for the Cowboys fans out there. He was like Jalen Smith, middle linebacker from Notre Dame who played for the Cowboys. We're on a first and 10 play. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he tackle a guy in the backfield who didn't even have the ball and he'd get up and he'd like yeah. celebrate like he just <laughs> won the Super Bowl. And then the, you know, like that's who, that's who Dylan It'd Brooks be like a is. nine yard play. Almost. He like, Oh yeah. Second and one. Let's go. Let's go. That's exactly what he would do. Yeah. That's, but that's Dylan Brooks. <laughs> that is Dylan right? Brooks. And it was great how Clay Thompson was, you know, I, I, I liked what you posted from the Suns. James oh yeah. That Twitter was perfect. Account. Cause that I always perfect. will love Clay. I know like he talks shit to Booker, but that's, but that's just, that that's has healthy. nothing to do with it, being a Suns fan. And, I've always loved Clay, and I think what he did tonight was awesome. Because a lot of players, especially Booker, is probably like, yeah, hell yeah, do that to that guy. Because I think guy thinks he's better than Patrick Beverly, and Beverly's not even that good against these guys either anymore. So I know it's just the the the, the yappers, right? The yappers. Yeah. So, but we have that in Damian Lee because he's the same kind of guy, uh, but he can actually hit some three pointers. So exactly, I don't know. Wh- yeah. I don't know why we went off on that tangent, but that was a tangent that we went off on. Let's talk about the juice. What's up? I was impressed again with Torrey Craig tonight, oh, 36 yeah, minutes, yeah. five of eight, four of three from beyond the arc. He had seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, 13 points overall in one block. Uh, what did I put in my notes? I said big impact. His defense in the fourth quarter was the bright spot of the fourth quarter for the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns fell apart in the fourth. There's no doubt about that. You take a look at the final box score. Uh, the Suns were outscored 32 to 29, and that was primarily the, the league was big, was bigger than that. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, when they pulled DeAndre Ayton with about four minutes left in the third with a 10-point lead, the the rest of the team just kind of crumbled in his absence. Uh, what's his nugget? Bismack Biombo came in and didn't really play. He was just getting owned by Jokic. But you rolled into the fourth, and I really thought what Torrey Craig provided this team in the fourth, it it will constantly be that. It's one of those those bright spots when we talk about the Phoenix Suns being hurt and not having Cameron Johnson available. You know that you can take your time on Cameron Johnson, who was hoisting up shots before the game today. You know you can take your time on him knowing that you have the juice. <laughs> yeah. Are you laughing at motorcycles, or what are you laughing at? No, no, no. I was just – something I think, I think about things. I've had a few beers tonight. It's Christmas weekend, all right? Chill out, everybody. Uh, but, dude, the way – so Aiden – okay, in the second quarter, it seemed like no one was really running – 
around, trying to get open, trying to help Aiden out a little bit. Because Aiden was – he started off so good. I, I mean, Jokic did have, like, the 10 points, but then he kind of settled down, played better defense, and was really cruising. But I think Aiden plays so well with Juice because Juice cuts so much. Obviously, he never stops moving. But he did a lot. He's really good at facility – facilitating the basketball around just grab it in the paint dish it back out mikhail mm-hmm. wide open three um oh eight needs some help he's you know moving around underneath the hoop i'll just cut and there's a pass because aiden will see you guys need to do that more with aiden because i feel like aiden would play really well in the paint with guys that are just moving around because he would love to pass you the ball he doesn't really want to go up and play physical he'll pass you the ball if you're open so i love that from a man and i'm gonna miss that because if we do get Kuzma or also Cameron Johnson ever comes back, which mm-hmm. who knows, Juice is just that good. I think Cameron Johnson did a better job towards the end of last year and then earlier this year to really get um, be better at cutting and getting to the rim and helping Aiden out on that. They played so well together on that. But Juice is just so good. He's so fluid. And he's always seems like the guy that's like, all right, I'm going to do a pump fake three because I, he's been great this year from three. I'm going I'm to pump fake. I'm going to take it to the rim. And he'll do that. And a lot of Suns players never fucking do that. Like, Miguel Bridges yeah. has the hardest time doing that. And Torrey Craig is the best at getting to the rim. But he can finish. But getting there, the pump fake, moving around. But he'll do that once in a while. He did that a few times tonight. So, I like seeing that because he is smart. He has a higher IQ than a lot of these guys, I feel like, on the court on both sides. But he just he's kind of limited in some ways. But he's always there energy-wise, man. This guy's been brilliant. I just think he's our most consistent best player this year. Well, I will I will agree with Mario Lopez here. He says Craig's alley oop to Mikhail after Aiden Steele was brutal. Yeah, it was. yeah, but Mikhail should have been one. ready for some. Yeah, but I feel like honestly, Mikhail like, gonna go yeah. up and get it either. Yeah, it's like you can tell the way Craig was running that it was gonna be an alley oop. Like yeah. I thought alley oop, Mikhail should have known that. That's just from my side of watching it. So no, I I think, I, I think I you're think right. That was okay. No, I, I I definitely think you're right. Oops, oops. Uh, let's let's talk about the subreddit. <laughs> the Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So again, we like to hang out on the subreddit of the opposing team during the the broadcast. Father Time or Santa Claus without a hat just showed up. Hey, Santa! Busy day, huh? A lot of hey, basketball. What's up, Jam Series? What do you want Nothing. for Christmas? The Suns win? Never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Tell, tell us. Uh, well, one, can I sit on your lap? Oh, always. There's always uh-huh. enough room on my lap for you and all the jamsters. All right. Well, pop on there and tell us what what you saw when you were perusing the Nuggets subreddit. What kind of place is that? It, <laughs> it's kind of weird because they are the number one seed and. You would think they would actually have. Um, I'm gonna go in and out of the uh, accent. Voice, yes, yeah. You would think that they had like uh, some confidence in their coach, but they're like, <laughs> "Fire Malone! I can't stand this shit." Some oh my sons, god, really? Yeah, yeah. I can't stand this shit. He didn't learn his lesson with three guard lineup. So the three guard lineup basically let the Suns go into twelve three run to go up or bring good back in the game. They're like has to run four guard lineups to make even less sense this year. So they had like the four guard lineup in the first quarter to end the first quarter. Mm-hmm. They were just upset about that. So a lot of negativity on there, man. That's well, all that's, it is, really. that's when the Suns made their run. So I get the negativity. They're like, you know, all of a sudden they run a four guard lineup and the Suns are hitting wide open threes and Mikhail looks like uh Scotty Pippen and then he disappears 
like BJ Armstrong for the rest of the game. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And then um when that's Jersey Shore. Cabs are here. Cabs are here. Rangers are here. Rangers are here. Um bench bones. So a lot of hate for bones. Yeah. Strictly busyness. Yeah. Bench bones strictly like busy bone. Get it? Yeah. Strictly yeah. Busyness. Okay, busy. A Kogi on him, like I just noticed right away, a Kogi was in the full court press. Mm-hmm. There's some weakness in him. I'm like, a Kogi was exposing it, and then subreddit agreed. They don't like that dude. There's a few, actually, which half is the interesting. Wow, we love them, right? Well, if you remember, this isn't the first time we've seen Denver. We did see them in the preseason, and Bone Bones Highland had a game, and we did the subreddit stakeout. I think even back there, and I think I covered that one. And man, all they did were. You know, knickknack, paddywhack, give this dog a bones. And they were like, they had all these cool nicknames for him. I'm like, damn, just to have him on the team would be cool. And now they hate them or hate him. That's yeah. They, I mean, he looked good. He was one of my favorite players in the draft. Oh, I don't know. That was some slurs right there. A little drunk. <laughs> Santa's a little drunk. <laughs> Santa's been drunk driving the sleigh all day. Uh, Jokic scoreless in the second after 15 in the first. Bro, we need to score. So. Yeah, I mean, Aiden really picked it up there, and they were kind of upset, I guess, about that one, right? I mean, mm. I, don't, I don't know. You get 15 in the first, it's okay if you take the second quarter off a little bit. Yeah, that's called pulling Aiden. Yeah, he pulled it back together in the second half. I mean, if Murray were to pass on the ball towards the end of the game, they might have won, won, won earlier. Um, <laughs> Murray playing well since he got slammed into the head. Who's ready to get MPJ in the same place? So MPJ, man, what do you think? Is he anything to fear anymore? So, here's, so MPJ obviously gets to start 34 minutes, had seven points, 311 from the field, 0 of 5 overall uh, on the night, was you know non-existent on both ends of the floor. I mean, you really just didn't feel him being out there. Now, now granted, you know, thus far this season, he's averaging 16.5 points, right? He's shooting from beyond the arc uh, 42%. So he had an off night. But what I look at when I look at MPJ, I see somebody who's kind of like a Mikhail Bridges, not in the defensive manner, but somebody who's just highly inconsistent. Somebody who, uh, again, I, same draft class, right? MPJ was in that draft cat. He was in that draft class, right? He was. He was the one with Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. Mikhail, yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, you know, he same same thing. Obviously, injuries have kept him out versus Mikhail, who's gone the other way. He's played in every game, but he just he really has this inconsistency to him that I could see as a fan would be frustrating. He has the offensive potential. Um, but you got to remember also, this is his second game back after he was out for like 11 games, you know, and he had yeah, 18 in his yeah, last game against yeah. Portland. So just a, a bad performance. I think that he's somebody who, you know, you take a look at a, a night like tonight, you're like, MPJ, he's nothing. And then next time we play him, MPJ will go for like 30 and you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, no, he's Santa. more inconsistent than because you rely on him for offense. That's that's what sucks. Mikel, we can rely on defense for mm-hmm. most part, but towards the end, of yeah, game that's season, all you rely for on MPJ because yeah. that guy can't play defense. The same no, as not life. at all. I kind of hate these sunsters. They look like late night Taco Bell. I, I start laughing. I actually laughed my mustache off on that one, dude. That was a good one. <laughs> you sound stupid. Every time they showed their logo, the the Denver Nuggets logo on ESPN. 
it looked like the Taco Bell logo to me for something. I just think I wanted some Taco Bell. The Denver maybe. one? Yeah, oh, I don't uh, know why. Because it had that dark blue to it. It almost looked purple oh, yeah. with the white background. And I just saw it real quick. And I was just like, ding. I always want, dude. I always want Taco Bell, man. Trying to find a place to eat on Christmas. We went to a Chinese food restaurant. It took us two hours to get our food because it was so busy there. Oh, man. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, while people are listening to this and when they're hitting the thumbs up button, subscribe, rate, and review, and go to all the Taco Bell you want, you know? Yeah. Let's send some our way, man. We'll eat yeah, it when please. it gets here. Yeah, can we be sponsored uh, by Taco Bell, please? Get Bones out of the game. Get him the fuck out of here. Whoa. So, did you notice him that much? I feel like he was in the game, and that was when the Suns would go up, but then he was just out like right well, away. He was just fouling. You just knew him because yeah. he was making those dumb fouls. So ultimately, Bones Highland only played 14 minutes. He was 1 of 6 from the field, 0 of 5 from beyond the arc, and he had 4 fouls. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bridges' arms are 6 feet long. and That's after uh, the block of Murray, I assume. Yep. Exactly, and then um, no, actually, it was um, it was before that he was having a hard time in this game, and they were just talking about Mikhail basically, and uh, they just said he was six feet long. His arms are six feet long, and then uh, Sham had died, so that was basically when he got dunked on. Mm-hmm. And yep, still, it was die. a foul on him somehow. Yeah, stupidest fucking call. And, and the then, thing is, they're gonna show that highlight over and over tomorrow. And there'll be yeah. the, 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 the question will be a foul, will it not be? But everyone's just gonna be jerking off all on Aaron Gordon. They're like, look at that 50. He jumped over a Kia. It's like, dude, he killed Landry Shamit, and you called Landry Shamit on that play. Yeah, I hate, I hate that, man. Yeah, it shouldn't count because it was a review. Those should be thrown out. Yeah. Should then, jump, um, it should be a jump all that, that Jokic cheats on. Yeah, some uh Aiden torches us. This was actually earlier in the game. I don't know why it's towards the end, but both offensively and defensively, I feel like he's the only matchup Jokic Jokic can't figure out. So yeah, I think so too. I feel like Jokic will put up numbers, but it's never like it's never detrimental because I feel like the Suns will obviously beat the Nuggets, but Aiden does own him all the time, right? He does Every play him game. very now. That being said, he went for 41. What fifteen and fifteen was that his final line? Fifteen. Yeah, but 15. he does that. Yeah, I think they're forty-one, yeah. fifteen, and fifteen. Yeah. Now no, it's I interesting don't. if you break down the actual metrics relative to that on when Aiton was on him and when he wasn't. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, variety in there, and you couple in the fact his usage rate. You're going to have yeah. high usage rate, or if you have high usage rate, the odds are in your favor. But I feel like Da does give him a hard time. Even if he goes for 41, 15, and 15. That's Can you imagine if Aiden, Aiden actually fucking tried? I'm just kidding. All right. And then uh, who are those nephews? I don't know what nephews are talking about. Did you see someone's nephews? No. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. So I just put that one in there. I'm like, who's the, who are those nephews? nephews? The Jokic nephews? And that was the last one. So we're just taking Nephew Kyle, turn on the TikTok camera. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right. Before we talk about the next game, let's see if there's anything else I had in my notes. Oh, um, I just wrote. I'm like, why does why does uh, Jokic always look like his entire body's been slapped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he, exactly. Yeah, he does look like just like a butt cheek. He looks like a yeah. pale butt cheek man. Yes. He's been slapped over, and it's not like because he's been night. fouled. It's like it's his pre in the pregame warmups. He's like shooting, and you're like rosacea. He just has like that yeah. red. Yeah, it's just like the rosacea thing. I think all over I his guess. body. I guess might be allergic to corn or eggs. Who knows? He needs to lay off the corn and the eggs. Probably I think so. Probably both. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit earlier. Before we talk about the Memphis game, 
Our buddy Flex, Flex from Jersey, did tweet out today, can confirm from multiple sources that Kyle Kuzma is indeed the primary target for a Suns trade in, or in Suns trade discussions. As mentioned below, I'm told a deal involving Washington and Atlanta that would send John Collins to the Wizards is the deal being discussed. Suns absolutely want Kuzma. When you see a tweet like that, knowing it's from our buddy Flex, how do you feel? Excited. I mean, I feel like someone even mentioned like, oh, yeah, he says everything we know. Yeah. Everyone knows everything that's happening in the NBA, like right away. All right. But this kind of just confirms it. It's like this is the guy the Suns want to go after. Mm-hmm. He was at the what game. What a great fit. Yeah. And you know what? Flex did say, hey, someone's going to be at the game tonight. It was Kuzma. He was there mm-hmm. in the first row right behind the basket. So mm-hmm. this guy wants to be on the Suns. It's going to – if this doesn't happen – It'll be because usually like if the Suns are going after someone like Eric Gordon's always that guy everyone wanted last year. And like every time we play the Suns, he would be clinking everything off the rim. But Kuzma comes into Phoenix last game, sits there the night before, comes in, hits a dagger three, like five different times in the fourth quarter, it seemed like. And he's just doing everything on the court that you want the Suns to have, that the Suns actually need to win these games to pull them out. Like everything he does, man. So I think it's actually going to happen, and um, it just kind of confirms it where it's like, this is it or nobody else. So they just got to pull it off, man. They got to pull it off, and I, I I agree with it. So the big war, uh, the big warthog, thank you for watching, says Flex doesn't know anything we don't already know. And this is where I'll go against that. I, I know Flex. Uh, we've called. We've He's been on the pod a few times. And I remember last year, he hit me up. Because it was the same thing that always happens, right? Like Flex puts information out there. People doubt it. And I remember one time you and I went on the podcast. I'm like, dude, like you guys leave him the fuck alone, dude. Like Flex is nothing but a benefit for us. He's given us inside information. Is he 100% on it? No, but a lot of guys aren't. Unless you're Sham Sharania or Adrian Wojnarowski, you're not 100%. And we had said something on the podcast and he actually called me the next day. And he says, hey, man, I really appreciate that. You know, he's like, you don't have to say any of that stuff, but I appreciate it. Let me tell you something. And then he told me about the Chris Paul hand injury. This was two weeks before they even announced it. And or 10 days, I think. And I think I had told you too. I'm like, hey, yeah. Flex hit me up and said, like, hey, his hand is gonna be injured, he's gonna be out four to six weeks. They're gonna say seven to eight, but it'll be four to six. And like fucking clockwork, that's exactly what happened. And at the all-star game, they announced that he played the first quarter, and I was just like, damn, I, I I respect you, Flex, on that. So hearing him say the name Kuzma, some and it's not the first time he said it, but hearing it confirmed again after everything that's going on, knowing that that's a three-team team deal, knowing that John Collins is somebody who they've been trying to get out of Atlanta, knowing that Jay Crowder would be a good fit in Atlanta. That's what they need is somebody like him who is a, a physical presence, a leadership presence, and somebody who can play some defense. Because guess what? John Collins can't play defense. No, yeah, uh, he, he'd be more of a headache because basically he's – you wouldn't really know what to get from him every night. Kuzma, you know what to get. And Flex mm-hmm. is 100%. He's always – he's 100% truthful. It's just – Things don't always work out. It's like you well, get yeah. married. You get married, and you know the next day she's just not there next to you. In the morning, she's gone. Yeah, damn that soon. So. Huh? But again, <laughs> no knowing that yeah. potentially Kuzma, because because in my opinion, Kuzma is the perfect fit for this team. I, I really think so. I think that from a an athleticism standpoint, from a size standpoint, from a fluidity standpoint, from a chemistry standpoint, I think he would check yeah. a lot of boxes. I'm wanting to win, this guy. Yeah, he that's the thing with win. John Collins. It's like, yeah, he looks good, but like Kuzma just has that 
the language, body language on the court where it's like, he just wants to fucking win. You can just tell it in his eye, the way he plays. He's like, I'm sick of losing, man. He's ready to win some games. Well, and not only that, like John Collins wants to win for himself. Because for some reason, you know, he feels like he hasn't maximized his, uh, I don't know, profitability, if you will. But he's somebody who, you know, when you, when you ultimately take a look uh, at his contract, Right. And and they paid him probably more than they should have. But, you know, twenty three point five million dollars is what he's currently making. Uh, he's making that for the next, you know, this season, the next two seasons, then has a player option in twenty five, twenty six for twenty six five. So he's somebody who really has a problem with Trey. There's no no doubt about it. The, the, he's had issues with Trey. He doesn't fit in there and they locked him down. And it just doesn't make sense for them. They're they're gonna they've been trying to move on from, but they can't find the right suitor, and it's not going to be a one for one. So moving him up to Washington, getting the Suns to get you know because because in that scenario the Suns could get Kuzma and most likely garner another asset along the way because they'd be there'd be more outgoing salary than incoming because yeah. Kuzma thirteen yeah. five with the player option next it's nothing. year. Nothing. It's nothing. So they would probably get rid of the likes of uh, Jay Crowder. They would probably get rid of Landry Shamit. And they might have to give up a pick, but they'd also would get something too. And they might get something ultimately from Atlanta in that deal just to make the money work. I'm not hundred percent what hundred percent sure what that could be. Um, it could be a Justin holiday type an Aaron holiday. Maybe they'll bring back Frank Kaminsky. I don't know, but thinking that would be pretty cool. Be pretty get cool. those two. Yeah. Bring them back again. Let's give them another spin. Um, Let's do it. We'll see. You know, the, we're starting to hit that time of year where a lot of these things and these rumors are going to leak. We'll see how much merit there is to him, but looking forward to potentially having here. Uh, next game for the Phoenix Suns, show number four hundred. Holy shit, dude! Four hundredth show. It's crazy, isn't it? Damn, that's yeah. This is our what third full year doing post game uh, going into this year. Third full year doing post game, and then yeah, we did podcasts before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wow. Okay. Well, we'll be doing our 400th show on Tuesday following a son's loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Definitely no Booker. Uh, Tom Cruise was going to come on the pod, but he Couldn't knows Booker's it. not going to be there. So yeah. there's no reason to come on. Yeah, I completely agree. So we got to see if we can hit anybody up, uh, see if they want to come on and just hang out and talk to us for a little bit. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool, man. I mean, yeah, celebrate, have some champagne. You know what? I might hit up Flex. We got to get him on, dude. Yeah. I'm you know what's going to happen is we're going to get Kuzma and we're going to flex on. So yeah. Gonna happen, it's dude. all going to happen. All, <laughs> all in the next two days. So, uh, Bees, he's like, does the Solar Report episodes count? Do we count those? Those weren't on YouTube. No, but 400 right? episodes is from, I, I'm pretty, it's when we started at Brightside. I'm not so, sure what, because you, did you restart it? I'm, I think I did. I don't know if if it if it does include the solar report. I mean, either way, gonna... we've done 400 fucking episodes. All right. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> That's the a thing lot. is, is here's what's going to happen is someday when we die, people are going to go back and they'll be like, fuck, if I ever miss John or Matthew, I've got at least 400 episodes yeah. to hear them talk. It'll be like the pyramids. Be like, how do they do this? You how know, do we, do how, this? how do you build this thing, man? You know, they must have had some aliens up. In my well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a, I'll, I'll text flex tomorrow and see if maybe cool. he wants to That'd come be awesome. on or, I would love for him or Justin or Dan or it's Paul an earlier or, game too. Yeah. 6 PM. So it's another, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we won't be up till 1247 in the morning. So, 
so there you go, Jamsters. Join us uh, on Tuesday following the Suns playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Should be a fun affair. Uh, until then, Merry Christmas, I guess. Bah, no Jamstar, right? I'm not giving out a Jamstar tonight. Not tonight? All right. Okay, I'll give out I'm a Jamstar. Just, just jam it really quick. Here we go. Here we go. We're just going to do the drill. Jam it. All right, cool. There you go, folks. Uh, so bad. Yeah, it's All like right. one in the morning. So right. love you, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up button. Follow me at Darth Voider. Read my writing at priceoutofthesun.com. Follow Matthew at MatthewLC.com. Anything else to say, Matthew? I'll go on my family. Right,